The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a wonderful Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the star in Frisco, Texas. And the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Welcome in, everybody. As today we preview the Cowboys offense versus the Los Angeles Chargers defense on Monday Night Football. We've got Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. Our entire crew is here today. I'm Kyle Yomas. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing well. Doing well. Yeah. How are you doing, Kyle? Doing good. Yeah. Are you feeling you feeling nice and swole? I'm sore. Oh, you're sore, swole. Sore, swole, swole, sore, or sore, yeah, swole. Yeah, I pulled an Isaiah stand back yesterday. No, I, I, did, I put two workouts on the board yesterday. Mm. Mm. Trying to trying to get right. Trying to get right. Yeah, you do like three, right? You haven't I'm done two in a long time. I haven't, worked, I, haven't worked out, I haven't worked out at all in like a week and a half. Oh no. It's pretty bad. Really? Yeah. And then squat tober? I, I tweaked my back. <laughs> Is that a real tweet thing? my back. Yeah. Sounds, oh, yeah, it's a real thing. So I, had, I, had to, I had to chill out on a squat-tober. Mm. That and my pants didn't fit. One of my pants I put on for a suit. My legs grew too quick. So I was like, yeah, squat-tober is <laughs> over for me. You said the <laughs> pant did what? The pant. My legs grew. My, I, my mm-hmm. body changes, like, fast. So so instead of wearing a schmedium, you need to get into a large. All my dress clothes are large. custom, Kyle. They <laughs> large, are, they are large. <laughs> tailored fit for a regular size Isaiah, not Squatober Isaiah. That's so. John's has the same problem. Yeah, all the time. Right? Yeah, I'm always squatting heavy weights and always gonna change my pant size. That's yeah, it's one of the biggest issues I have in life. But I'm working through it. Yeah, you got to get through it. How always. about this uh, Rangers Astros LCS? Oh gosh, I'm not ready, but I am ready. I am. This I'm is going to so be ready. super fun and also either heartbreaking or the best thing ever. It's going to be the best thing ever. I can't wait. It's going to be great. To all you Astros fans out there, I hate you for the next like a week and a half. Mm. That's true. All of them. Yeah. There's lots of them. I'm a real hater. That's I'm true. A real I, hater. I just hope the Rangers do their job. Rangers fans do their job in terms of getting to the ballpark for games three, four, and f- is it three, four, and five? Uh, is it three f- or two, three, three f- two? It's no. it's three, they flip it. four, and six, I believe. Three, four, and six. Three, four, and six. Because they, they switched it to two, two, one, 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 right? I believe okay. so. Yeah. But the, uh, but yeah, because going to that series, I went to a couple games between Rangers Astros this year, and going to that series in the regular season, it was, it was still a majority Rangers crowd at home, but it was probably 60 40. I mean, mm-hmm. there were a lot of Astros fans there, and you can't let that happen in a postseason atmosphere. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Can't wait for that. Congrats to the Astros, but not really at the same time. Go Rangers all the way through and through. And we'll talk more baseball on more talking baseball after this. uh, Let's do some news and notes because the Cowboys had some news yesterday. Again, it was another off day with it being a Monday night football game. But 
there was some roster building going on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll start with uh, J. Ron Curse, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the he was the player conference call on uh, uh, Wednesday. Kind of a different schedule this week with it being a Monday night game, so they don't hit the practice field until today. Uh, so we'll probably have more tomorrow coming out of that. Uh, but J. Ron Curse, he was on a conference call yesterday, got to talk on a lot of things. Uh, first thing we'll start on is um, – uh, what he thinks Kellen Moore will want to do against the Cowboys. And, and here's what he said, kind of a lengthy quote here. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wants to go out there and put it on us, but you've got to put on some perspective for what we just went through on Sunday and how we're chomping at the bit to get out there and get out the, on the next game on the road so we can get out there and kind of just get this taste out of our mouths. So I think it's less about Kellen Moore here and, um, and more about just wanting to bounce back. How easy is it to bounce back after a performance like you had on Sunday night? <clears throat> is it easy or is it is it easy to be motivated by that or is it tougher to get motivated after something like that? I mean, it really depends on your locker room, Kyle. So I really can't speak to what the, this Cowboys locker room is like. I do know their history shows that they bounce back well after losses. What was it, 9-1, 9-2? Since the start of the 2021 season, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they bounce back really well historically, but, I mean – this is another opponent. You know, this is another opponent. I mean, you can carry over all the emotions and the frustrations and want to get the taste out of my mouth. At the end of the day, it's a whole new game plan. It's an entirely new game plan, entirely different threat. So you're dealing with the offensive coordinator who's very familiar with you and your personnel. You haven't changed much person. Actually, there isn't really any new personnel in terms from the starting perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, uh from when he was here last year. So he knows everybody that's on the field. He knows the defensive coordinator. He's very familiar with everything. He knows tendencies. So it's a challenge. It's a completely different challenge from that regard. And these guys have some relatively good personnel. So they're going to challenge you in a completely different way than the 49ers did. The 49ers, you know, was condensed sets and everybody's close to the ball. You don't know if they're running or passing. There's a lot of crossing routes, a lot of motions, a lot of shifts. That's not this offense. This offense is going to challenge you down the field. Um, so I hear you, Curse, and, you know, but I hope that you raise yourself because, you know, this is not what you faced last week. And it's not supposed to be. That's just, that changes week to week. It's a completely different challenge. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? <clears throat> well, like I said yesterday, I really think that just because Herbert is clearly the best quarterback they face, that even if there wasn't the Kellen Moore storyline, this was going to be a tough mm-hmm. matchup for yeah. them. He's going to challenge them, especially if you can't get a consistent pass rush on him. But I do want to give the Cowboys a little bit of benefit of the doubt just because they're coming off of such a poor performance. I mean, this will be a huge game just to see how they respond. Because to have if they have two stinkers in a row and then you go into the bye week, that's that's terrible. Not I mean for the expectations of this team, I mean you can't have that. Yeah. So I expect them to. I mean, there's a lot of swear words I want to use, but I, I try, I try, I try and be as. I don't, You're such a stinker. First of all, I don't want to get, I don't want to get fined by somebody. I do. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm Sky trying to in the back. Is, no, she's not here today. I'm trying to keep this as PG as possible. But she's probably listening still. Um, yeah, S shows. Um, I don't want to have another S show. So because of that, um, poop emoji. Yeah, but, but I mean, ultimately, though, my biggest thing is I just this comes down to the the most interesting matchup to me is Mike McCarthy versus versus Kellen Moore. Like that's the thing that mm. I will be most paying attention to. Uh, just I just think both of them want to put up big numbers against the other, whether they're going to say it publicly or not. Mm-hmm. There's no way that they're just like, no. I mean, if we just win the game, you know, seventeen fourteen, I'll be fine with that. Whatever. They <laughs> no. want to show that what their offense does. It wants is, to be. They want it to be forty to thirty nine watermelon kick twenty twenty. Hundred percent. Like if you, Cowboys. If Falcons. you didn't lose, like you just lost, that would be the leading storyline. Yeah. 
Sure. Not without a doubt. For sure. It, it's still a storyline, but it's been overshadowed by By the two loss. or three things, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, bounce back is the number one storyline. Yeah. I mean, how does this team bounce back? Because they, they either do or they don't. Mm-hmm. You're either four and two, and you still feel okay about the rest of the season, or you're three and three, and you've just lost two straight going into the bye week. And, and I think we'll know pretty early in the game. I, I really I think yeah, you'll, you'll see the way, particularly the, the Cowboys play in defense, you'll kind of know setting the tone the way that this game is going to kind of go. I mean, you could also say that for like the last 45 games the Cowboys have played, you'll know in the first quarter how it's yeah. going to be. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one added thing and to that's this. That's probably a problem. It is, it is most definitely. The one added point to this storyline, the Kellen Moore versus Mike McCarthy, how much do you think Dan Quinn has on the table here? Because, of course, Dan Quinn and, and Kellen Moore were on the same staffs for, for two years here. But then the last time, I mean, it is new that the Cowboys are facing Kellen Moore, but Dan Quinn has faced Kellen Moore when he was a head coach with the Falcons. And I just mentioned the 40-39 to 39 water or a watermelon kick game back in 2020. Kellen Moore's offense put up 40 points on Dan Quinn's defense in 2020 with the Falcons. The only other team to put up 40 or more points that season was the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the eventual Super Bowl champions, and the ones that were led by Tom Brady. So... I mean, maybe there's a little bit of added factor there of, of Dan Quinn saying, ah, not only are you not on my staff anymore, but I remember what happened back in 2020. Do you think that could be a factor, too? I think it could be. But when you talk to Dan Quinn, he's so even-centered and even-keeled. Yeah. Uh, he, I don't think he puts that much historical context in, into things. I think he's focused on this group that they have right now. Uh, he, he was um, uh, asked about Kellen Moore on Monday during the coordinator availability and uh, he's he's excited for the matchup. He knows that there's a lot that Kellen probably knows, but he was like, there's also a lot that I know. So it, it, it could work both ways. And, I mean, we really can completely throw out that storyline now, the whole, like, this person on this team, this person on this team, knowing what you're going to do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. these last two weeks, like, literally, Will Greer, Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> doors blown off. Uh, you know, Dan Quinn and, and, and the Cowboys know what the Niners are going to do, doors blown off. Tra- having Trey Lance, you know, like, I mean, let's stop with this. Let's, yeah, maybe I mean, we should just, just not have it's, that as a talking point. It's getting bad. <laughs> let's just have a close game. Maybe let's one close fun. game, then we'll circle back to doing that storyline again. <laughs> maybe not just have complete. In the, in, the, in the league with the most parody in all of sports, the NFL, yep. and just two just absolute, like, one, that's probably, I, I don't know what the stats are, but I think on, on the offensively for the Cowboys, that game against the Niners, like, worse in the last 15 years. Yeah. Uh, week before, the worst loss Bill Belichick's <laughs> ever. I mean, these are huge sample sizes. So let's let's <laughs> pump the brakes on holding. Yeah, so and so used to work in the mailroom for them, and he knows the way that they like to go. No, let's not do that anymore. That's let's we're past that. That's shout out working. to Jonathan in the mailroom. Right. Shout out to Jonathan. <laughs> ran, ran a great boot camp yesterday. I was about to say that's the great second time name. he gets shouted out today. Um, next news and note. It, so with Leighton Van Der Esch most likely heading to the IR, uh, the Cowboys they worked out a few linebackers yesterday. Still not official, but expected to sign former first round pick Rashawn Evans. If they do sign him, it'll be the 16th former first round pick on the roster, which hmm. is bananas. Um, but yeah. Looking to add linebacker depth, depth. Uh, Evans played all 17 games for the Falcons last season, had 159 tackles. Super productive in my eyes, uh, but it's not going to blow the doors off of uh, you know an offense and, and be an absolute game wrecker in my opinion. But I, I think he's a very capable body to have in that second level. How is he different than Van Der Esch? Um, I, I think Van Der Esch just has a little bit more instinct, uh, especially coming downhill. Uh, I, I worry about Rashawn Evans a little bit uh, as well in, in pass coverage. I think that's where he's going to struggle the most. Mm-hmm. But I think with the secondary that you have here and this pass rush that can hopefully get home a, a little bit quicker than they did against San Francisco, then you maybe negate that concern. But, um, yeah, I, I, I see him as just a body in that second level. I wonder who's the player in all of the NFL in the last 
five to 10 years tops. We're not going back to the 70s where you grab somebody that was working at a hardware store. But I would like to know somebody that's not on an NFL roster after a few weeks into the season. Like, who's come in and made the biggest impact? There's got to be a player out there, you know. But sure. I'm, but I just I, – there's not a lot of examples like that where you're just like, yeah, well, then that worked with that team. And then remember they added that guy that was – I mean, generally speaking, I don't think the expectations should be, oh, this guy's going to come in, he's going to be Van Der Esch, and now all of a sudden they got another linebacker. I mean – there's yeah. got to be like a running back in the last ten that would, years. I know that was that's that's like the first thing likely. that comes to mind. Maybe like oh. Kareem Hunt when he first came onto the Browns from the Chiefs. Wasn't okay. it like a midseason thing? The Rams, the uh, Super Bowl run. Who did they bring in? Um, yeah, they traded for a lot of guys. No, they grabbed somebody off the couch. Did Who they came in and started balling? I can't remember his name. I can look it up. Yeah, the, I don't Super Bowl that. run. He was a, he was literally on the couch and they, they grabbed him off the couch. He came in and started like killing it, and they went on huh. the Super Bowl that year. I remember they added a lot of pieces that year. Well, I mean, yeah. even last year, just recent sample size, it Odell. wasn't a massive. Mm-hmm. Was it Odell? Mm-mm. A running back. It was a running oh, back. Oh, running back. My bad. Uh, that's a good guess, though. Um, recent sample size wasn't massive impacts, but Jason Peters started some games for you last year, and he came in and kind of did his thing and at least held his own for a certain amount of time while, it, while you needed it. And T.Y. Hilton. There was C.J. Anderson, by the yeah. way. C.J. Yeah. Anderson. And he <laughs> ran for about 200 on the Cowboys that day. Yeah. He came in and <laughs> balls off the couch. Literally off the couch. Chris Beam remembers. Yeah. He's having flashbacks back behind his head. <laughs> Shooting that with the, with the camera. <laughs> watching C.J. Anderson run the entire time. Those well, he played really well against him against, uh, wasn't it with Denver, Beam? Yes. And they had that game yeah. when they just blew yes. the doors off the yeah. Cowboys. Denver. Yeah. Got it. Interesting. I think, that, but... Based off of what Nick's saying, he he has a productive amount of tackles. He doesn't do anything too special. He yeah. still has the 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 readability. I mean, he's a 2018 first round pick. He's still 27. He turns 28 in the first week of November. <clears throat> like he's still young to a certain extent. You just got to bring him in, and he's just got to plug and play. Yeah. That's what you need right now is somebody to plug and play, be a capable body. I think he's somebody that would that would certainly fit the mold. Oh, yeah, if it works out, great. I'm just saying that everyone should just temper expectations. Not just the old former first-round pick. You're going to get a first-round pick type player right away. Like, hey, maybe maybe you do. Maybe this is the perfect system for him. Everything works out. He stays healthy, and it it rolls. But um, let's be a little realistic. That is wild that he had 159 tackles last year, though. Yeah. And was just on on the couch just hanging yeah yeah he uh he had gotten signed to philadelphia's practice squad in september and was there for like three days and then got released so why i mean if you go off of the eagles game last year at AT at&t stadium there were some signs there where ty hilton would fit this argument Mm because obviously he didn't play during the season and then all of a sudden they added him in and he made an impact like right away made a heck of an impact yeah he didn't even receive the ball (laughs) half the times he should have yeah he was open open yeah Playing flag football, booty butt, butt naked, naked. Hey. or playing flag football, booty butt naked. And do you think that that okay. must have been enough the for him? Where he's like, "I'm not coming back next year. I'm not. I'm done with football." <laughs> Dude, he said, "Nah, I'm not doing this." <laughs> I mean, speaking of first round picks, I I think this linebacker depth problem is kind of highlighted uh, in uh, probably a need there. Do you spend a first round pick on that next year? It was a conversation I was having with somebody yesterday. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting conversation. Or do you still want it on the offensive line or offensive elsewhere? Line. Yeah, give me something else. It depends on where that first round pick is. If it's like thirty one or thirty two, and you win the Super Bowl, then yeah, we can spend that first round pick on whatever you want. I think we're looking at more like seventeen. <laughs> what if it was ten? Can't say that. <laughs> what if it's ten? What if it was ten? No, absolutely not. Linebacker ten? No, thanks. What if it's one? No, all right. Yeah. Next news right. note. Hey, they took a linebacker. <laughs> they took a linebacker out of Penn State last time they had ten. 
Mm, that's true. They had to move back. A they had to move back to twelve to do it. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't feel comfortable at ten. Right. And now, and now he plays Stevenson. Then. Yeah. Right. And now he's a pass. He's rusher. got some pass rush to him. I'll never forget Jerry saying after the draft. I was like, okay, we'll see. Yeah, whatever. And he had a lot of pass rush to him. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, they said that about Mozzie as well. Um, I haven't really seen oh, yeah. that so far. Mm. Mm. I haven't seen it so far. But that's not to say it won't. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah just... Uh, they, it spilt water everywhere. That was pure water, too. I don't know how to... Yeah, yeah. just... Next news and note. <laughs> my, my, two favorite, my two favorite reactions so far of this show have come in the last two days, and it's that one right there. <laughs> Yesterday, yesterday when the caller said, caller said trade, trade Mike. Oh my god! And he threw the mic over. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, the last news and note I have here: um, Jaron Curse was asked about George Kittle's um, interesting wardrobe choice on uh, on Sunday night. Which, if you haven't seen it, I'm not allowed to say that word on the air. But what, what was it? It was a it was a fudge muffins. It was a fudge Dallas. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. Mm, a it. shirt that he had under his fudge jersey. <laughs> and, he, uh, he didn't just flash it. He ran around half the. He ran around the end zone. Ran around the sideline, showing that, it off. National yeah. TV must have known that was coming because they cut off of him really quick. He started counting and he got to it. one, two, and then he just got out of there. I never saw it. Nah, yeah. yeah but uh, Michael Parsons talked about it on his podcast. I believe it was on Tuesday, and he was like, "Ah, it's made it personal now." Which I think we've already talked about this week. It's already it's been personal we for talk about thirty though. years. Um, mm. But uh, Jane Ron Curse was asked about it yesterday. He said, um, "You know, the only way to stop that is to get him out of the end zone." So we let him get it in the end zone, and he chose for that to be a celebration. Mm -hmm. So the only way to stop that is to keep him out of the end zone. I don't have a problem with anything he did. If we do our job and keep him out of the end zone, he wouldn't have been able to do it. In which I agree. Yeah. Which they're talking about finding Kittle, which I get it. It was yeah. a bad word, but yeah, that's my thing. Is well, hold on, <laughs> hold on. If we're gonna talk about the finding thing. He absolutely should be fine for that, yeah. yes. and not because it says the F word or anything like that. It's because of this near. I don't know. I guess it's approaching almost a hundred thousand dollars that. Tyreek Hill's been fine for Clothing, not wearing yeah. socks, socks or whatever. So if, if you're going to do that, then F-bombs, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, come Those on kids now. kids present? Yeah. He, he knew what he was getting himself into. I replied to somebody on Twitter yesterday because they were they were saying, wow, this is the no fun league and the NFL no. strikes again. It's like, dude, he wore a shirt with profanity on it in yeah. a national setting, and he just flashed it in front of the cameras. Like, of course he's going to get fined. Yeah. Yeah. Proceeded to go around the rest of the yeah. I think just like, me as a natural hater, I really appreciated the thought. No, it oh, was hilarious. <laughs> no, it was honestly, fantastic. Honestly, if, that, if this Tyreek Hill stuff isn't going on right now, I wouldn't right. care at all. But I mean, You're it's right. just like, because he's not wearing socks like anytime it's a fine like that on something where it's like i'm watching the game but you have to tell me oh hey did you see that yeah i didn't care like it had nothing to do with anything <clears throat> yeah. so if you're yeah. gonna get fined for that then you, you have to get fined for something like that i just think yeah. i mean just respect for the kiddos that's the biggest thing i think they there's if they're yeah. gonna if you have that's what image, i'm saying if you have an yeah. image that you're gonna portray as a, as a league and protect yeah you can't be doing that bro yep. like i, I get fair. it i get it but you can't be doing that's that, fair right um he is going to receive a, a fine oh, he's from Sky Standback. Uh, yeah, there's Sky. a $1 in yeah. boys that's that's heading his way. <laughs> but yeah. What did you, you guys um, think about Debo's response to Micah? Did you see that one? I, I did, but I don't remember it bar for bar. Let me see if I can find it. They basically quick. said it could be worse. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty much said you lost 40-10 to 10, yeah. bro. You're like, it, you don't want to see us again. Yeah. It's kind of the That was the response, mm. which <laughs> is fair. Hmm. It is absolutely fair. fair, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what happens. All right, let's... Um, I have a question. Yeah, what's up? I was going to take our first break. I know you, you were. Ask I know you were. You want to ask I know you were. Yeah, because we're about to go defense. Um, oh, okay. No, we're not. We can do it after. Right. You want to do oh, it after? I, I, got, I got Debo's quote right here if we want to throw that in really quick. Yeah. Um, 
Oh my goodness, where's the quote? This article. These people that write articles just love to write. Yeah, use your index finger. Um, yeah, never mind. Let's go to break. <laughs> okay, let's go to break. Look it up yourself. Yeah, we tried it. All right, we'll, we'll have Debo's quote when we come back, Found and we'll it. also yeah. have QB vision, QB vision with Isaiah Stanback as well. More to come on Talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, a couple clarifications on on the facts that we had earlier. C.J. Anderson was running wild over the Cowboys with 270-plus yards. Not him himself, but he and Gurley combined in 2019 as opposed to the 2021 Super Bowl run that they went on. I think, I think Nick was actually right. I think they added Odell in the middle of that, but I think that was a trade mm-hmm. uh, to try and like help bolster that roster for the Rams back in 2021. Did you find Debo's quote? I did. I, I found it like as soon as before we went to break. Uh, he said, talk about laugh now, cry later. I don't think y'all want to mm. see us again. That's what it was. Laugh now, cry later. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. Um, the disrespect. <clears throat> there's a little bit of it, and that's what's going to happen after you lose 42 to 10. And, uh, I mean, there's ways that you can get rid of that, and that's by playing better football. All right. This is a, a fun thing, too. Uh, it's time to preview the Cowboys offense versus – the Chargers defense as the Cowboys will look to play better football. I've got a surprise for you guys, though. Oh, we've got a sounder. Wide 80. Wide 80. It's time for QB Vision with Isaiah Stanback. 
And that was Isaiah, by the way, giving the snap counts all the way through. Sorry, so. sorry I didn't say, here we go. <laughs> here, here we go. go. <laughs> uh, that was all right. fun. It's your stage now. Good stuff. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the Chargers defense. The Chargers defense, man, there's, there's really not a lot to talk about in regards to these guys, but we're going to break it down a little bit anyways. They are the most elementary defense that Dallas has faced to date. My Lord, speak about disrespect. <coughs> I mean they, that. I mean, when they're healthy, though, they got the players that... That's the thing. Yeah. So they have the personnel, mm -hmm. right? They have the personnel. Um, mainly, obviously, at the first level, okay? You got... You have Bosa, and you also have Mack. <coughs> Sorry. Those guys are pretty good. Those guys are kind of dudes. Yep. They're kind of dudes. Um, I think Bosa... May have two sacks. Three and three games. Three, there you go. There you go. There you go. Three games. Um, three sacks. And Khalil Mack had is coming off of a six sack game. Okay, six sack game against the Raiders. Absolute dog. Couldn't be stopped. They depend heavily on those guys, and they really just sit back on defense and say, "Hey, we're gonna play off. We're gonna give you everything in front of you, in front of us. We don't want to get beat over the top. We don't want to play man to man." We just want our guys to go eat up front. And that's literally their game plan. And it honestly makes zero sense to me with the amount of talent that they have on defense with Derwin James at the second level. Um, it, it, they should be more aggressive. But they haven't been more aggressive. Um, I would suspect if there was ever a time to change up what they've been doing defensively, this would probably be the week to do it um, because of what you saw from last week against the 49ers. 49ers came up against Dallas, put their hands on guys in the line of scrimmage like we knew that they would, played majority man-to-man -man coverage, and because of that, they were able to get back there, disrupt the timing of guys getting off the line of scrimmage, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, all right? Ferguson was in there pretty much chip-blocking the whole time, trying to, trying to make sure that Dak didn't get sacked, and that didn't work either because Bosa still had a day. That's what I would foresee this defense doing to Dallas this week if they were going to change up because if they don't change up, they are 28th in the league, I believe, in total offense allowed, um, giving up 300 yards passing per game, giving up over 105 yards rushing per game. This defense is not good statistically. Um, but, again, to your point, they have the personnel. The, the issue that this defense presents is going to be up front with Mack and Bosa. You have to pick your poison. Um, the, Bo this, the Bosa is not the same as the Bosa you faced last week. Let's make that pretty much clear. He is untraditional in how he rushes. He is not the typical, you know, up and under type of guy. He's typically going to go either up and around or he's going to run a stunt. They run the crap out of some stunts. I mean, almost every pass rush is a stunt. And that's, I mean, everything, everything they do up front is to free up Mac and to free up Bosa. They want to go up the field. They want to cross your face, demand your responsibilities from your tackles and your guards, and, and, ha and hopefully that they can come up and underneath, okay, on a stunt. That doesn't sound very guys. elementary, though. It that is, sounds though, complex. because it is very elementary because you know what it is. Now your execution of your responsibilities, that's, when it, that's what comes into play. Mm. So your ability to consistently – pass off your responsibilities consistently work with your opposing offensive alignment to ensure that hey guess what now this guy i'm passing this guy off to you i'm tracking this guy who's coming now on the inside like you have to do that consistently because if you're throwing the ball what i foresee dak probably doing this week i see him throwing the ball 40 times this week it's just 
what I what I what I have in the future, right? The More moment. down the field or similar to what it's I think been? they're gonna take shots this okay. week. I think Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the Chargers defense last in the NFL in passing yards, just to, to yeah, clarify the yards, stat. Yeah. Last in the NFL in passing yards, mm-hmm. nearly three hundred yards mm-hmm. per game allowed. 31st in total yards per game. Got you. There you go. Yeah. So, so bottom two in both categories. Terrible. Right, terrible. And it's not because of personnel. It's because of the scheme that they're running. They want to run cover four, okay, which is off and, off and outside. It's just quarters. Every, all the, all, both corners, both safeties have a quarter of the field. They want to sit back and pretty much watch the game. Um, whenever they do roll a single high safety, it's usually – uh, is usually the safety is cheating to cheating on the hash of the two man side. Um, if it's equal two men on each side, they're cheating to the side that they feel most threatened by. Hmm. And it's a it's a cover three, but it's a cover three with the safety cheated over. And that's really all they're doing. It's like I said, it's it's very elementary. I mean, you could I could I could have easily sat back here last week and said that San Francisco's is elementary too, but they just run it so well. Right, I mean, so they run man-to-man coverage. They run four. They run two. They run the basic coverages, but they just do it at a high level. Well, now you're facing a defense that runs very elementary. They don't play man. They hardly play man ever, and they are not good at executing it. Um, there is one guy at the second level that you might want to have your eye on, and number nine in Derwin James. He will knock your mouthpiece out of your whole face. Derwin James wears number three. Three. He's the three. Number nine is Kenneth nine. Sorry, Murray. Sorry, Kenneth Murray. Really yeah, sorry. Too. Yeah. Three. So I'm, I'm talking about Kenneth Murray. Sorry. Both guys are really Kenneth Murray, good. number nine. My apologies. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so Kenneth Murray, number nine, will knock your whole face off. Derwin <laughs> James is really good as well, but nine is flying around the field and he is a heat seeking missile all he wants to do is hit 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 right um so that is the man that you need to be concerned about over there at the second level and honestly outside of that there's not a lot there really isn't a lot i wish i could provide you more there there's just everybody has been able to eat on them every single one of their opponents has been able to move the ball they're, they don't really change up much even when you get down into the red zone. It's not like you push them, you know, they give, 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 and all of a sudden they, oh, they hunker down in the red zone. They're not even doing that. Um, and obviously the Raiders gave up the cookies last week with, with Khalil Mack or the week before with Mack um, just being able to do what he wants. But majority of those sacks, again, came off of just those stunts. Nothing super complex, but you have to be able to effectively do your responsibility and and do it, uh, do it um, to the best of your ability so that you don't get beat up because you can't just focus on one side. Last week <clears throat> with Bosa, there was a lot of emphasis placed on ensuring that he didn't really get off the ball, right, and making sure that you're chipping him, you're keeping your tight ends in, your running backs are trying to chip off. Well, you can't really put that, that emphasis this week on either side because if you focus on one guy, then the other guy will come back and get you. And they're pretty much both doing the same thing simultaneously. Up, 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 wait, wait, wait. As soon as, my, as soon as my tackles cross your face, now I'm coming up and underneath, and I'm really trying to hit that gap that's right next to the either center, either side of the center. Um, so that's that's pretty much their defense in a nutshell. It's I looked, I looked, I looked, and I was like, yeah, there's just not there's not a lot here. Um, not nearly as complex as the majority of NFL defenses that you would face in the league. My question is they're giving up 299.8 pass yards per game, almost 300, like you said. Yep. With guys like Derwin James, Asante Samuel in the secondary, how is this happening? I, that's what I'm saying. Personnel-wise, yeah. I don't know. If you were to give this defense, this defensive personnel to Dan Quinn, this would be a, you know, a top top five defense. But They but, have a defensive head coach, too. That's why usually that, that's your yeah. staple. You know? Again, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know if they're resting so much on Kellen Moore that they're just like, hey, 
let's just protect, protect, protect as much as we can. Let's not take any risk, right? Let's keep it close so that our offense can go out there and take over. Or they don't trust their guys. If they just traded away JC Jackson, like what like, what oh, are you right, what, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like you have you had a two headed monster from two years ago that that the rest of the league feared. I mean, you put together this defense that was two defensive ends, two cornerbacks, a heck of a safety, a heck of a linebacker. Like, you had threats at every single level, and now all of a sudden you trade away one of your best guys, and now you're playing super soft defense. You're not playing – if I had those guys, I'd have been playing man-to-man all day with those defensive ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get, try to yeah. get off the ball. Try to get off the ball, just like, just like San Francisco did against Dallas last week. We're going to press you, and by the time you figure out a way to get past our – the first five yards of getting, you know, our hands on off of you, um, we'll probably got to have a sack. You know, that that's what they should be doing, but they're not. And I'm not complaining. I hope they continue it. But I don't see how they can continue this season doing the same thing that they've been doing. So much like the Dallas Cowboys offense has to change, something has to change about it. I'm not saying that you have to change the entire offense, but you have to change the way that it looks. You have to change the way that you present it. You have to change the way that you get to formations and things of that nature. I think that the Chargers are pretty much in that same boat on the other side of the ball where they have to start changing things up the way it looks because right now when you step to the line of scrimmage, you know what they're in. They're not moving safeties around. They're not They're not rotating anybody down. Like Their coverage is what you see. Pre-snap and post-snap reads are majority of the time the same. <laughs> It's, it is interesting because you look at even the supporting cast behind guys like Asante Samuel, Derwin James, Kenneth Murray, Khalil Mack, Nick, I mean, Joey Bosa. I mean, you've got five guys there. That's half of your defense. Those are all pros. Studs. Yeah, those yeah, are pros. That are yeah. just straight stars. But then you've got like Eric Kendricks, solid player, solid linebacker. Uh, Tui Pelotu, who's a second round pick this last year out of USC. Good player, solid player. I mean, it's Gilman on the second level has been pretty good. He was a six-round pick back in 2020, but still somebody that you could rely on and that's been a starter in the league pretty much since he got into the fold. So even with the supporting cast around it, you look at it and it's not necessarily a yeah. massive drop-off. From now the five they, stars that you, but have. now that all of this is being said, you know that they're gonna they're gonna put up great Monday night football. four turnovers. <laughs> like James to be a monster. Uh, yeah, he's he was at practice yesterday, by the way. He was hammy, right? He had mm-hmm. a hamstring, so he missed the last game, but yep. he was at their at their yeah. practice. Looks like they're yesterday. getting everybody back just in time. Yeah, yeah. Austin Eckler missed three games. Now he's yeah. back in the fold. Says ninety nine percent chance. He's playing. Justin Herbert's back after missing a game. Derwin James is back after missing a game. What would be the most important thing that you'd like to see from the Cowboys offense? If I had to pick between these two things, yeah. is Tony Pollard gets going or the downfield passing game gets going? Tony Pollard. I don't think that they have a rush defense. I really don't. I don't think they have the guys up front. I know they picked up a couple guys from the Giants. Um, they don't have the front to stop you from running effectively. Now, again, you got to worry about Murray at the second level because he's going to come in and literally try to light you up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think you can use his aggressiveness against him, much like people use Micah Parsons' aggressiveness against him. Like, he gets so locked in on trying to hit you like that he can get the uh uh-oh around the corner Mm -hmm. and you could be gone. But I think that you can run the ball really effectively against these guys because, again, their base defense is too high. So anytime you have too high safeties, you want to run because usually you have a five- or six-man box. So if you can come out here and effectively run the ball, now you can get them out of something that they really want to be in, and now you can get to your shots because you're going to get zone. Even if they go single high, you're going to get zone. They hardly ever play man. Like I don't know why. Like they have the personnel, yeah, but they, they really don't do. play man. I, I, it baffles me because I would, if I promise you, if I was playing Madden, I'm pressing you every single time with these guys. Do you think maybe there's a, a lack of trust in one of those pieces on the outside? To the fact that they're like, we just can't do it. Possibly. I mean, but it can't be that bad. 
You know, like you really can't be that bad. Like it's risk versus reward. I'm seeing them get torched in zone more than anything. Like they're they're giving up the goodies in in zone. Like team because you're coming out and you see it and you're like, that's cover four. Hmm. Are they changing? Nope. nope. Still cover four. <laughs> so our cover four beater is right here. There it is. Okay. And what is it? Cover two? Hmm. They gotta change this, right? Nope. They don't change it. Cover two. All right. I'm gonna hit Devontae Adams right there in the in the, in the, in the two hole. Like so. They they're not changing anything. So Dak, I would like I said I, I I'm cautious to say this, but like this is elementary. So like if you see it, believe it, trust it, right, and drive the ball to where it's supposed to go based upon what the defense is providing to you. There shouldn't be double pumping. There shouldn't be questioning. There shouldn't be hesitation. Like you know what they're in. This isn't not the Arizona Cardinals where you like you just couldn't figure out like where what, like what are they doing? You know like. Their stuff was complex, right? Like, is it two? Is it three? I don't know what the heck this is. All right, let me see it play out. Like, as you play, as you're dropping back, you're still trying to figure out what defense they're in, right? This is not that. This is very simple. But again, you can get them out of what they want to do best if Tony Pollard can get off the ball and just freaking run this thing down their throat. What would make you feel good about this offense coming out of this game? After what we saw on Sunday in San Francisco, what would make you feel, okay, there, there's something here going into the bye week? Give me 20 first downs. Okay. Hmm. Give me 20 first downs. That means you pass game, run game. Twenty like first down. Give me 20 first downs and, and 60, 65% in the red zone. Yeah. I'll take it. Touchdowns. I mean, getting in the red zone would be nice, you know. <laughs> yeah. Last week didn't. That would be nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy with that because you're getting back to your to your your ways you had before the 49ers. And, yeah. like, they're just doing this right now. That's what Dallas is doing. They're they're literally, I mean, they're they're breaststroking, right? They're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. Like they're trying to figure out themselves, and they still don't have an identity offensively. That's the thing that's bothering people more than anything. They don't have an offensive identity. People know that there's been a change, a change in the in in the freaking leadership in terms of who's calling the offensive plays, and you don't know what to expect. At least with Kellen Moore, you knew what to expect. Yeah. Right. He in your experience, can you develop that? Throughout a season, or do, you, or do you have to know early on? No, absolutely, you can develop it. Yeah. I just, I mean, again, I can't get in Coach McCarthy's head to know what his approach has been. I believe in the West Coast offense. I truly do. I love the West Coast offense. That's what I was. That's what I was brought up in. But I also know how you can make it. You can make it complex for for mm-hmm. opposing defenses, and it just hasn't been the same way. I'm talking about the Chargers defense. How you line up and you see what they're in, and you're like, mm, all right, they're gonna change it. Nope. Same thing with Dallas's offense. They come to the line of scrimmage, and they're like, all right, we're out here. This is the formation we're in. Is anybody moving? Mm, nope, nope, nope. That's that's pretty much what they're in. And right? if it is, it's mostly a decoy. And it's yeah, clear really, outs, you know, yeah. clear out cooks. And that's what was so beautiful about the Turpin <sighs> touchdown is the fact that he was getting into motion and, and throwing guys around, and it, it ended up being a busted coverage, and he got open over the top. Like, let's see more of that. When that play happened, the momentum shifted completely. Dallas had the momentum. They got back on defense. Everything was working. They, you were down by seven, but after starting 14 nothing, you just had the perfect offensive drive. Mm-hmm. Everything was still in your playbook. And then, of course, the, the penalties happened to yep. where, they, where they did, unfortunately. But I agree with you completely. That play was magnificent. The drive was magnificent. It was and, and perfect. You're, and you're capable. Like This it, office is very capable. Shown and that's that why you can do it just in flashes, but the consistency is not there. Absolutely. Uh, when we come back, I want to keep this conversation going because I want to talk about, one, can even knowing a fastball is coming, since it is baseball time in Texas, uh, knowing that a fastball is coming – 
and still being able to hit it. Is that kind of what we're talking about with Dak Prescott here in a couple mm-hmm. days whenever they face uh, – I almost said San Diego. Los Angeles and the Chargers. And then I also – I have a stat on Joey Bosa that could either be the most encouraging thing for this Cowboys offensive line or the most discouraging thing. I'll tell you what that is when we come back right after this on Talking Cowboys. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company with Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Uh, first things first, we were talking about Dak Prescott and how this is a simplistic coverage that he's going to see. Yes. Quarters, cover four, cover two, not a whole lot of disguising, at least on the film that's been put on there f- yes, through the first today. four games. Uh, for for for, I almost said it again. Mm. Los Angeles. The my question becomes: I mean, just because you know a fastball is coming mm-hmm. from a fastball pitcher doesn't mean you always can hit it. So with Dak and the the way that he's struggled to see coverages at certain times throughout his career, and especially right now when his confidence level, at least from the outside looking in, we can't be mm-hmm. in Dak Prescott's head, it looks like it's at a, an all-time low. Mm-hmm. Does this game either help him? Is this, is, is this exactly what the doctor ordered? Or could this be the opposite where he's overanalyzing going into it and he could struggle because of it? You know what? The challenge that I foresee – potentially being present this week for Dak Prescott is wanting to push the ball down the field. But this quarters defense is not a defense that you can push the ball down the field on. So 
wanting that payback, wanting to get back in the saddle, wanting to make some big plays, but the defense that you're facing is going to require you to be patient, methodical, and work your way down the field, that internal battle is going to be the biggest challenge I foresee for Dak. Because, and for McCarthy, because I think he's hearing the noise. I mean, it's like water. Water's eventually going to get through, right? Like, mm-hmm. so you can block out majority of it, but once it starts leaking in, like, I hear you. I hear you talking about how we don't have any big plays. I hear you talking about how CD and B Cooks is not involved. I hear you talking about how Ferguson is just turning into a blocking guy right now. Every team that you face has a defensive end. Like, that's what's being said. So eventually he's like, all right, all right, I'm going to show you, right? I'm going to push this thing down the field. You can't push it down the field versus four mm-hmm. unless it's like on over routes and things of that nature. But then you have to factor into the, into the stands. Do I have the time to to really get down the field, to push the ball down the field as well? So you're really – that's the, the battle that I foresee happening. If you come out and run your traditional West Coast offense, Texas Coast, Texas Toast offense, and you run it the way that you've been running it prior to the 49ers, you're going to be very successful against mm-hmm. this Chargers defense. Yeah, for, Go ahead. No, you're good. For me, I see levels to getting to downfield. If you had told me like before yep. the San Francisco game, what do you want to see most? Yeah, I want to see that vertical game. I want to see them get downfield. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to see timing. <laughs> I just want to see timing on things across the yep. middle because, like you said, if there's a quarter's defense, there's going to be a lot of opportunity yep. right there in the middle of that defense. Let's just attack what, what they're good yeah. at. Let's play I with did, these strengths. And I just see want to see CeeDee Lamb get the ball when he's open. That would be cool, too. Exactly. He does, too, actually. Yeah. I, I asked him about that. <laughs> he does, too. And that's... Man, this is such a weird week for this then. Yeah. Because on one side you have the knowledge of hey, this is a this is a team where if we just run our system, if we run the scheme that we've been running, then we'll have some success. Mm-hmm. On the other end, there's a pride factor of okay, maybe our system isn't really what's best for this offense. Maybe there's some things we need to yep. do outside yep. of our system. But hold on real quick, on that point, I'll tell you what, I really felt like on Tuesday morning that Jerry was really making it sound like, well, you can't do that now. Mm-hmm. We're in it. This is what we've done. You can't just all of a sudden. Do you remember when he was talking about Flip that early end? Like, you can't just all of a sudden just change stuff now. Yeah. You know, um, and and I kind of understand. I would believe that. Why would you even trying to implement this all season or all off season, and all of a sudden you're just going to start changing it back to stuff that you were doing before? No, I don't think that would be good that. either. I think that you have to stay the course with this. Especially whenever your offensive coordinator that you did it with previously is on the opposite mm-hmm. line of scrimmage <laughs> or opposite sideline this week. And you had an offensive coordinator that this is the way that yeah, you know, this background knows. is. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, I know we're talking about the Chargers defense, but what Kellen Moore is doing with their offense right now, whew, whew, man, that stuff looks good. It's cooking. <laughs> oh. And they had really, they have yet to have all everybody healthy no. either. I think they're top what top five, right? Number top five? five. Yeah, oh. number five. When I and when you watch it, I mean it it's it was a lot it's a huge contrast. I don't want to get into it too much because I know we have to get off of here. But Keenan Allen, good luck finding him. Good luck finding him where he's at on the field. Because he's not just aligning He's not just lining up on the outside like what you're seeing right now with CD. If we want to, if, since we want to do contrast, CD B Cooks is easy to find. They're outside. They might do a little short motion. Keenan Allen is everywhere, hmm. everywhere, and they are finding way. They make sure that he gets the rock. Like we know what the coverage is. We're gonna put him out here. Matter of fact, now nah, we're gonna shift him over here, and then we're gonna motion him over here. Like you're not just going to be able to line up and find Keenan Allen. So there is no – if you want to play man lock on him, like you're going to be – you're going to have a heck of a day. It's going to be like trying to trying to guard Reggie Miller when he doesn't have the ball. Like he's he's going to, he's coming off screens. He's coming off everything. Like he's just all over the place. And they do a heck of a job of moving their guys around. Did you feel that way about C.D. Lamb last year with the way they used him last year? Yeah, I think, I think they moved him around pretty yeah. good. Yeah. No, I, I did too. Yeah. That's why I was wondering if you Yeah, I mean, that but that's, that's Kellen Moore. Yeah. 
That's Kellen Moore. It's two different, two different approaches. Not to say that one is better than the other, one is wrong. Like Kellen Moore just pushes the ball down the field. And in order to get your playmakers the ball, most people want to see the razzle-dazzle. Most people want to see big plays. But we sat here in training camp, and I sat here on there, and I think everybody did. I sat here and told you that this is not going to be the statistical team that you once saw. No. We said that early, early mm-hmm. on. I said, this offense, like, get that out of your head. If you think that you're about to see these guys light up the stats, the stat sheet, like, it's not going to happen in this offense. And I don't know if people were believing me, but but it's not going to happen in this offense. Well, and it works I think fine. people believe you. I think it said they didn't think it would be this bad. Yeah. You know, it, they didn't lose 23-17 to the yeah. Niners. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think people thought it would get to this level where you're just like, man, five weeks in and this is what it's looking what like. What you saw those first four weeks, okay, call it the first four weeks is what this offense is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's kind of what I was going to lead into is if if everything goes right from a defensive standpoint and from a special team standpoint and you can get up and you can it's pl- either play with yep. a lead or play Close. within striking distance, yep. this offense can still work. Yep. Even without the numbers, without because then it plays into that complementary football yep. that we've always talked about. It's whenever you get out of that game plan, mm-hmm. whenever teams do take what you do best away, like Arizona did, like San Francisco did, that's when you get into problems. And that's when, yeah, you would like to have a, a deep ball down the field. Or, yes, you would like to have a big attack or a big response in those certain scenarios. Ooh, you don't always get that. Who else is going to bring up something that's not good to bring up? You don't want to, with this much you don't time, bring right? it up with this much time? Up, let's go. Let's get <sighs> weird. Say it with your chest. You want me to bring it up? Yeah. Mm, More importantly, bubble guts. Okay. I'm gonna leave y'all with some bubble. I don't know. You know what? Yeah, let's let's save it for save with no, chest Friday. No, yeah, no. Let's save it. Yes, I'll, I'll save it. You sure? I'll, yes, let's I'll, save it. We gotta right, go. So, yeah, Beamer's already in our right, ears. CD Lamb <laughs> up for renewal here soon. Mm. No, Do, okay. All right, I think I see. No, okay, keep going. Let's go. If you're CD and you want the ball, do you stay in an offense that's not pushing the ball down the field? <laughs> I think I don't think that Jerry will allow him to even have to make that decision. Okay, something to talk about going into tomorrow. Cross my mind this week. I promised the stat, by the way, so I want to deliver the stat. Jerry's not letting him leave. I'm telling you right now. So. <laughs> uh, is it encouraging? I go even further on that. Very quickly here, guys. Very quickly. I'll, is it encouraging? I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> is it encouraging the fact that Bosa has? Never had a sack in two career games against Dallas and only three total pressures, or is that scary? Go. Yeah, it doesn't scare me at all. He's not, doesn't he, scare he doesn't scare me. It's not the same? I mean, I think he's a little scary. <laughs> he's a little Encouraging scary. because I, I know Terrence Steele has his number. Mm, yeah, he oh, doesn't okay. scare me. Good yeah. to know. Okay. Terrence Steele was thrown into the fire against Mac. this L.A. team Khalil a couple Max years ago. And survived. And he did survive. Yes, he Khalil, did. Khalil Mack's the guy you need to worry about. Khalil I Mack. agree. He had six yeah. sacks. So there you go. All right, that's it for Talking Cowboys. Oh, we've got to say with your chest Friday coming Ooh, up tomorrow. Yeah. Should be fun. <laughs> Nick's like, <"Dang> it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick wants to talk about it already. I wish we could, but that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. For Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the Star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!